Welcome, addicts, to the Ever and Soon Hilarity. That is the Pop Culture Pod, aka the PCP. I'm Carolyn. Joining me as always is Chappers. You're never going to let it go. Are you? Nope. This stuff again? Yeah, he's Chappers. Is that just your name now? But apparently. Oh, well, when I introduce him, it's Chappers. It's always going to be Chappers now. Your no, no, faithful no. manservant. With, with me as always, my partner in crime, Dan Chapman. Hello. And this is one for Paul. So joining us and riding the boards. Paul. We well, are, that's, that's a handy coincidence, isn't it? This is our one for Paul episode, and we are reviewing So I Married an Axe Murderer. You're going to have a tough time replacing me on this segment. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, we are. But, Not like you but, can rename the segment. Perish, perish the fort, dear. I mean, that's what the audience craves, is segments. Segments. Yeah. yeah. They I do pre- like a segment. I prefer slices. Uh. Uh, but uh, we are reviewing uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, released in 1991, starring Mike Myers, which is um, you on the pre- on our previous episode named Hedberg in the Cloud. Listen to it. It'll make sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really. I liked it. I, it was I a good really- episode, but the idea that it made sense is... Uh, Hmm. I meant the title once you listened to it. Was it 1991? I thought it was 1993. Oh, I might be wrong. It might be 93. Is it 93? I think it's 93. Yeah. 93. 93. But, but it does start Mike Myers. That I got right. That is true. Yes. Well done. So you, you get a point. I'll, I'll mark this down quickly. Carl playing play, one point. Playing him, himself and his father. Which um, is brilliant. Well, not himself. He plays Charlie. But. I was going to say, he play, He doesn't play Mike Myers. He plays wish. Charlie someone. Well, that, actually, the dad is based on his Yeah, the dad, father. the mannerisms and um, how, how, how the dad reacts is based on Mike Myers' real oh. father. Because his dad was British yeah. and Cockney. When they originally start uh, rehearsing it, they didn't have anybody in mind for the dad. So Mike Myers would just read the lines of the dad mm. in the accent, and he had all the rest of the cast and the crew cracking up the laughter. Think, so well, Joe, though he spoke about it off mic, um, I think they actually did reach out to Billy Connolly at one point to play the dad. I think, yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. Because yeah. they wanted a Scottish act. I'll, I'll tell you what, right, before before we get into it, is what Paul thought about it. I, mm. I, I love the casting of this. I think the casting on this movie is absolutely superb. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. That concludes one for Dan and also one for Carl. Oh, I could go much further into detail on this movie. It's That's just... fine. We've concluded the segment. But, right. um, well, so we'll ask the question. Paul, what do you reckon? What happened? Well, I mean, before we get of this, into that. Of this 90s spoof of Scream that you thought it was going to be. I'd, I really had no idea going into this. <laughs> what it was. So I figured like, this is a piss take of a horror movie in this, in the vein of scream. It's very, not that. Yeah. But it's three years before scream. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I thought it was in the vein of like, yeah, yeah, no, I could, horror I agree. movie tropes. Like there's an ax murderer in this. And then, yeah, that's what I thought I was going the to get. The title is slightly misleading. And until you watch it, then it makes hundred percent sense. I'm going to get into that because yeah. I have notes on that. Mm-hmm. Guys, I have like five pages of notes. That's like, that should tell you how thorough. So, um. Glad you cleared your schedule. I've got like three pages of notes, but that's only because I've got really, really big letters. <laughs> I have no notes. <laughs> this is fine. the one show where I don't bring notes. Yeah, it's because you've already internalized this movie to the point where you could quote it exactly in order according to all the characters. By the way, go. Uh, <laughs> all right, if we're starting out, um, excuse me, I ordered the the, the large cabbage. No, Do you, you know? need to sing that song first. Oh, uh, the 90s there rock. she goes, Version there she goes Stop, again. stop, we don't have clearance for this. Stop it. We have to sing that song. <laughs> one, one more line, we have to pay them some money. Yeah, pretty much. We've now 30 just seconds, I checked. <laughs> yeah. Eh, yes and no, fair use is a thing. Mm. We're talking about it. Yeah. Um, so the, it, we, see, we open the scene on a coffee shop that's only slightly less pretentious than most of Shoreditch. <laughs> License plates on the wall, random street light in there, uh, bizarrely large crowd in attendance for a beat poetry night, frankly. 
Also, is that <laughs> proof act- that this is a work of fiction? <laughs> well, this is San Francisco in the early 90s, so... The 90s were a different time, yeah. I guess. Uh, also, is that Carrot Top before he got swole? Is no, that no, 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 that's not Carrot Top. But so- he's a character actor, but it's not Carrot Top. Oh, okay, because I, I thought, like, has he not always been gigantic? He's got the hair. Anyway, not a big thing. So in the setup, uh, Mike Myers, Charlie, is looking for love, but constantly paranoid that his various girlfriends are thieves in the mafia, etc., which smell uh, like soup. Except for Pam, evidently, who smelled like soup. soup. Exactly <laughs> like beef vegetable soup, according to Charlie. You see, I smell, I, I get big vegetable soup quite a bit for lunch. I don't generally mind that smell. It wouldn't turn me off that if I was with a partner who smelt like beef and vegetable soup. So ladies, welcome to the connection hour of the PCP. Carl's looking for you if you smell like bullion. Beef bullion. <laughs> I am lonely, but uh, moving swiftly on. So uh, this is where I have to start the game I'm going to call Rom-Com Bingo. Okay, go on. For those of you not watching, Dan is now losing his shit. <laughs> I, think you just oh. hit, I think you just hit him where he lives. Oh, that's it. That's, that, that, that's going to be a new thing now, Rom-Com Bingo. <laughs> We're doing that, Paul. While, yeah. while we watch um, uh, Don't Tell the Bride. Carl, you're also invited. Which will be our next one for Carl, I think. We got to get him watching wedding dress shows. I'm anyway, not watching them. Uh, so I've rom- watched them. Don't like him. So rom-com bingo, man is afraid of commitment. Okay. Uh, supposedly ironic 1950s throwback beat poetry jazz stuff. Popular in the 90s? Uh, I would I would say around, I'd say there was there was area, a scene yeah. yeah it was a scene for that, that in the nineties I don't I don't remember they that they do they do reference it in like other shows like uh, How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that there was a beatnik culture maybe in California I don't know well San Francisco I think they're pretty pretty much still is a beatnik culture uh, I don't know California at all so I'll uh, I'll bow to your knowledge on that one just quickly yeah. I'll just look something up Paul's correct that is carrot top really is that is, ca- that is that's actually carrot top I yeah. could have sworn yeah I could have. That's not Carrot Top at the beginning of that movie. It's Carrot Top. It is Carrot Top, evidently. I, I did a Google. G- I gave it a Google, mate. I gave it a Google. It's Carrot Top. Nicely mm. Googled. Thank you, sir. I'm proud His of my face Googled. has changed dramatically. Yeah, seriously. He's swole now. I, I know he got jacked. I've seen those photos. Yeah. Has he got any funnier? Or has he got funny? Well, he, he, he's a bit screwed whenever he travels doing his prop comedy stuff and his prop trunk gets locked on, oh, yeah. <laughs> lost on airways. But other than that... So yeah, that band is better than it has any right to be. Yeah, so like those we, are some good jazz guys. I like that. So we're also set up in this meeting that Charlie is bringing his friend, who is the best undercover detective ever. <laughs> yeah, he looks exactly like an undercover. Det- he's not undercover though. He's just at a bar or he's just shop. He's it, the there's supposed to be that he was supposed to be undercover and met Charlie that evening. That's why he's dressed like that. Oh, I see. So he was just bad at his job. Yeah, he's just bad. Yeah, at his job. that's like the the running joke throughout the movie. Mm. Is he, he wants to be the super action cop. Yeah. But he's not. I should note also that so far my experience of cult movies between Big Trouble in Little China and this is that every cult movie is based in San Francisco. We didn't mean that but when we started, yeah. but a lot of it happens. Yeah, it's mm. true. I guess it's a popular setting for people making Or it's got movies. a really good tax incentive. It did, actually, for a while. I'll tell you something else as well. You know the, the car that Charlie drives? The yep. Volkswagen? That is the same car from Sneakers, which was also yes. a relatively cult movie set in, in around San Francisco. It was indeed. Yes. Oh, cool. So yeah, the butcher lady is introduced by one of my favorite shots in the movie, which like prominently center screen is meat hooks. Behind her through a door is like a lamb carcass, and she comes out covered in blood. And I'm just like, this is, 
this is where the the title starts paying dividends. Mm. Yeah. Because in any other movie, you'd be like, that was a weirdly framed shot. In this one, you're like, they're telling me something. A clue, Sherlock. <laughs> Quickly. So that's, it. it's brilliant. I mean, if I didn't, if you didn't have that title or a title similar to it, I would never. Oh, have... yeah, it would be, mm. it would throw you off. So uh, I thought this is automatically like, okay, I, I understand what they're doing and I'm in. Um, nice. This is fun. I like this. It's really interesting because they, I, I'm not used to the title being a misdirect. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, it's it's quite literally a meet cute. Think oh, about it. You know it. what? I've never thought about that before. Oh, what now? It's a meet cute. That's like when it's a term meet used cute. when you when you when you meet together and like the a spark happens. In, in so film, like in, in spark, film. usually in rom com. So rom com bingo, that would oh, be that okay. would be yeah, one so point. That's that. It's quite literally I, a meet cute. I missed a square on my rom com bingo. I missed that completely, dear. Well done, sir. Thank you. Well done. But meet, but meet and together. also, it's just nice to hear the reference of haggis in a movie. Do, do all Scottish people like haggis? Oh, that's later on. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's, next, the, that's the next day. We 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 have to we have to now go and meet our favorite character, Dan. And introduced lovely by the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> oh God, I hate the Bay City Rollers. Oh, I've played them while I've DJed just I because I because I've I love this movie so much. Yeah, so evidently Scottish people refer to football as soccer. <sighs> that is Michael Myers and his Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yes, yeah, so yeah, but but also he's doing it for an American audience. So I, I'm going to forgive that. But at the same time, it's like it does. It's not a Scottish accent. It's Mike Myers putting on a Scottish accent. It's Shrek. I think it would be funny. I just think it's funny because him saying soccer in a Scottish accent is hilarious. Mm. It is quite funny. But yeah, again, that's the basis of, of, of Shrek, why he chose that Scottish accent, that mm. roughly Scottish accent for Shrek, but also because it, it's more humorous. But mm. also we're seeing, uh, this was before Austin Powers, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, two years before Austin Powers. Yeah, so this is just Fat Bastard. This is the pre. I was going to bring that the up. The, it was yeah, the precursor yeah. to Fat Bastard. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Myers seen here having far too much fun as a shouty Scottish man. Yes. Yes. Which, as we all know, is the best character in everything. Doing a Highland jig to the Bay City the Rollers. Rollers. You know that. Um. You know that. You know that match they're watching. That soccer match that they're watching. They, it, I was part of the World Cup. Uh, the World. Uh, series of the world series of soccer which is the world cup it was yeah it was scotland scotland won that match they won it one nil it was a friendly that took place in denver colorado um at the uh the mile high stadium and they won it it was a friendly it's like a training thing yeah that's super cool and that was that was played that was played like literally just before this movie came out all right which is really really cool i think so it's trying to say it so it's yeah so that must around that time period so So the match would be in not in people's mind, but people who followed soccer would know it's a yeah. recent match. So that was that must have been one of the last shots they put in then. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it and the reason that um oh, the the detective keeps losing his shit is because Mike Myers is going off. off yeah, script. I mean, this is where I'm I'm looking at it going like this is just they let Mike they let Mike have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, like far too much fun. Well, there's an interesting thing about that, but I'll get I'll get to that in sure, a bit. Yeah. Actually, I've got so, a uh, point about before that, we do that, we need to go over. Some of the some of the lines that Shouty Man has. I know that you guys have a favorite, so why don't we get that out of the way? Get it out of your systems. Uh, which one would you like to do? Do it. Do it. Would you want me it's to do the, the the one that we bonded over? I heard you say it in a pub. What? Hid Dune. <laughs> well, it's not head down; it's head move. Head, heed, move. Fetch the no, paper no, it's, if it's, you it's, can. It's down it's, later. It's, 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 it's down it's later. Dune first, and then move this. later. Yeah, yeah but, I quite liked. It's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It looks it's like, like Sputnik, smooth, but quite pointy, pointy in, in places. places. 
Oh, that was a bit harsh, wasn't it? He's oh, going to cry himself to sleep tonight in his huge pillar. pillar. It's when I see them actually <laughs> cracking stop, up. Stop, you're going to give the kid a complex. <laughs> I love that scene between those two. I think it's, that's a lovely moment of interaction. It, it's honest comedy is what yeah. it is. It's honestly like almost buddies having fun. Meanwhile, one of the buddies is like, you are such a dick. Yeah. Like, right? How dare you do this to me? I'm trying to be a professional actor here. But obviously, right. uh, Charlie goes into the kitchen with his mum, yeah. and, oh, and just, she's, she's, she's juicing everything. Yeah. Mum's seen here not helping. <laughs> she's juicing everything. She's on a juice diet, because yeah. that never went away. Oh, what's the name of the paper? I've got uh, the name of the paper she's reading. Daily Stars. I no, no, no. It's the uh, like the Daily Inquirer. Or... Oh, the, the Weekly the Weekly Inquirer, the Weekly yeah. World or something? Something like that. She's on the Weekly World Garth Brooks juice diet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then... Um, I, Mom, when do you, why are you referring to the weekly news as the paper? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. I'm going to use that. Yeah, so there she goes is clearly the theme tune of this song. Yeah. Because this plays throughout. This is like the second They didn't time. have a great license for music that's, on this movie. Yeah, that's true. So then she goes is used quite a bit. Yeah, slightly under budget. They could afford one song. Well, they could afford one song and then a cover song of that song. Yeah. <laughs> which I found actually quite charming in a way. Uh, well, there's two. Well, there's two other songs that are sung by cast in this movie, but we'll get to those yeah. as they happen. Yeah. So, uh... but just right at that moment in time, you get like the setup of his family, don't you? You can see, like, where the, the obviously there's a hierarchy, there's like a patriarchy. The dad's in charge, but is he really in charge? The mum? No, no and he, he's not in charge. He's not in charge at all, and that's what I like about it. He's got that lovely little. Mm. Just gives gives you an insight into that family, makes the character seem a bit real. Charlie's got Charlie's got a little brother whose only line of dialogue in the entire movie is, is "Hey Charlie." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what his uh, credit is as as well? Heed. Yeah, just Heed. <laughs> not not his full name. Not Willi- what, Williams the character. Williams the character. So it's not it's not William. You know, yeah. Mackenzie. It's Heed. Heed. <laughs> it's not even head. It's Heed. H E D. Heed. Heed. Oh, as in Heed the bar. Oh, my Lord. All right. So that's a... Mm. I'd love to see that on his portfolio later. Yes, I played uh, Heed in the popular... <laughs> he's uh, done a quite a few things. The kid was a, is a, he was yeah, a child he's actor. In, he's been in a few things. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, how great would that be? It's just like, so what have you been in before? Well, let me tell you. Well, <laughs> sit down. Let me spin you a yarn. I used to be Heed. Yeah. <laughs> we also are introduced to the Weekly World News story about Mr. Um, Mrs. X. Mrs. X. Yes. The woman who has dated and met three people, and they've all died. On the honeymoon, isn't On their it? honeymoon. In suspicious circumstances. So yeah, the police captain is super... Oh, no, no, no. There's a first bit first where they do a slight montage thing. Uh, potential love interest butcher lady is presented as a literal milkmaid mm. with, like, the Dutch hat thing that <laughs> they got in all the paintings. It's, it's just... It could not be more on the nose. <laughs> But again, because of the title misdirecting me, I'm like, is this also misdirection? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure what to believe. So I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, so the police captain has a problem, and Mm. his problem is that he's far too nice. Yes. He's not like those detectives in the movies. He's like a real detective who cares very deeply about his men. He is the nicest boss I've seen in a movie Ever. in a long time. He's like what? He's like a come normal and... boss. Yeah. He's like yeah. a normal sort of like, I care about my department and I want my police officers to be comfortable at work and to do well. And I, you know, I want to advance them and you, I want to run a great department me, here. You never tell me the commissioner's up your ass. It's like, well, I don't report I don't to a commissioner. I, I call to, to a panel of, um, of a quorum, if you will. Yeah. Some, some elected and some non-elected officials a quorum if you will a yeah. quorum yeah it's a quorum a qu- 
poor like the, the, well, I just the want snay. you to, I just want you to yell at me or you know to tell me off so like oh do you need a hug yeah it's a great <laughs> scene that comes up later too which I love but we're gonna oh, get the, there the, the rebuttal later yeah we're is, gonna get there Stella <laughs> But uh, we are moving on to Charlie going back to the butcher shop. Yeah, butcher shop here seen paying zero attention to health and safety laws. The 90s were a different time. Oh, yes. No gloves, no this is, hairband things. This is before the, you know, hot coffee incident at the McDonald's, free hot coffee incident at McDonald's, yeah. so... <laughs> okay, serious note. You know what the fuck happened to that lady? Oh no, I know. She, 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 like that. That it, I've I've seen the Adam 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 uh, spoils everything. Spoils, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it. Oof, that's horrifying. So yeah. not only pre that, but like evidently pre any food safety, the was, FDA was, should was, be up their ass. Some kind saying. of health and safety legislation would be needed. Even in 1991, the FDA she, needs to be up their ass. Do you know she cut the she cut, actually cut the tip of a finger off? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Like in, in that, that scene. in that scene where she's chopping vegetables and Mike Myers is going all ad libbing oh, and no. everything, she legitimately ch- t- uh, cut the top of her. I think it's a right hand, right middle finger. Yeah, off. right middle finger. So she when cre- she's yelling "cut, cut, cut," like obviously what you don't see in the movie, but she's yelling "cut, cut, yeah, cut." Yeah. They thought she was like telling the director they wanted to stop the scene, but she's like, "No, I've cut the tip of my finger off." Now, luckily, they rushed her to yeah. the nearest hospital and she got sewed back on. But yeah, she legitimately cut the tip of her finger off there. Because I'm sure I see a bandage on her finger a lot yeah. later on. Le- yeah, there's a yeah. Which actually I thought was just a nice like touch. Like she might have, she works as a bookshop. Exactly. Shop. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you might cut your finger. And again, know? there's those little things in this movie that I, I really love because it kind of grounds detail. them more. Apparently, in... it, she cut her finger a bit when he's doing the chest burster. Yeah, is what I've heard. Yeah. So again, it's uh, this is just them having far too this much is, fun. This, this is this is Mike Myers having a laugh. This is the director looked at Mike and said, "Mike, here is a pile of meat. Uh, you're supposed to be falling in love with this girl. Go." Go and they wild. just kept the cameras on them. It works. Yeah. Evidently, yeah. Because yeah. they went for a lovely date afterwards. Yeah. They did, yeah. yeah. Side and note, meat is not only delicious and nutritious, it's also hilarious and sexy. Yeah. He's got a... He, if, uh, there, you, there's you, a sausage you, stuffing scene in there, man. Uh, well, I that, can sexualize that, pretty much anything, so um, yeah, I agree with Paul. Sausages are sexy. To be fair, lads, if you don't like a couple of breasts and a nice fire every now and again, me and you are on the wrong podcast. There's nothing one would like in a wiener either, or some buns. Oh, buns! Mm. And no, no, no. The high buns flank. last. I also owe you apology, Paul, for the telling off because I didn't realize. I, I the only reason uh, I told you off about Leia is because I said it jokingly, and you try to make it dirty. That's why I told you off. On that what did episode. I say about buns? Because I said, and Leia's all buns. And you went, yeah, Leia's all bun. And I went, she is a princess. You will teach her with respect. No, I got that. <laughs> I know, I know. But it, afterwards, it sounds like I pissed you off. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, does it? Yeah. No, that's just I... me personally. I must remember stuff. I have resting bitch voice. It's fine. Oh, yeah. See, look, we do love each other. Kind of. All the time. But they're, they're, they're laughing and guffawing and yeah. having fun. And then uh, two Russian uh, so, uh, Navy men yeah. interrupt and start cussing people out. Talking in Russian. Yeah. And then. Well, they she... don't cuss them out. They look at her and say something like, uh, hey, there's a hot piece of ass. Yeah. And she replies to him in Russian. Yeah. In Russian. And that's the first item on the list of things Mrs. It's X. a Russian martial arts expert. Yeah. No, yeah. a Russian lounge singer whose trick, whose trick was singing only you in multiple languages. Yes. Yeah, he was particularly known yeah. for that. The second was a martial arts expert in a different town. Can't remember Something the town. like that. that comes and the third later. one was a plumber called Ralph. Yeah. Once again, the title shows the scene whose boss, mm-hmm. as the two of them have a walk, and she avoids a question about the worst thing she's ever done. 
with the proviso, and it better be evil. Yeah. Evil. Evil. So evil that it's evil. Yeah. Yes. Evil. Like the devil's fruit. Like the devil. Devils. Like the devil's fruit. Fruit of evil. Fruit of the devil. Yeah. Anyway, I think we just butchered that line in every possible. Good. She'd appreciate as, as being a butcher. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh, what? Well, they can't all be gems. No, they can't. On an occasion. To be nice. fair, that joke was tripe. That's just all. And you keep bringing it back. That's wonderful. <laughs> that that gets a doctor. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. And he he beat me to it. Cole yeah. just beat me to it. He went, yeah, that was awful. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's because of the doctor. See, I made a pig's ear of that one. <laughs> right, so in this scene, uh, the director just looks at Dan and says, Okay, Dan, so you're uh, trying to get this girl and uh, make funny things happen with meat. Go. Oh, like some sort of weird gravy-filled balloon animal. She's going to be sick, you sticking a link of sausage out of your trousers going, hey, ladies. He links hey. his own, don't you know? Yeah, we'll I get do. to that. <laughs> uh, but then, it's, uh, move, then we're moving on to... Uh, well, yeah, the, the line here that I was thinking of is, how many people have you brutally murdered? Brutal is a very subjective term. No, <laughs> no, that's not the answer to that. The answer to that, that is zero. That's the number of people that you've brutally murdered. Zero people. Brutal is a strong term, though. Uh, <laughs> But they go back to her, uh, why am I spacing on her name? Harriet. Harriet's apartment, and you get to see, uh, do you know what that apartment needed? A big poster of San Francisco. Do you get the, do you get the, the Harriet thing, though? Yeah, yeah. Harriet? Yeah. Hatchet? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Oh. It's just I forgot her name for a second. Oh, it's Harriet. Harriet. Also, the poster is Atlantic City. Oh, my bad. Oh, they're in San Francisco. They're in San Francisco. Yeah. She lived in Atlantic City, yeah. which is where Mrs. X came from. Dun, dun, dun. And she has all the martial arts stuff from a former yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, fortunately, Mike can carry himself just fine because uh, his training in Scottish martial arts. Fuck you! Yeah, mostly it's just <laughs> headbutting, then keep kicking people when they're down. Yeah. So Captain Foreshadowing talks in her sleep. Ralph! <laughs> yeah ralph is a lady huh she got it yeah. also tidy whities unambiguously the funniest underpants of oh course. yes agreed yeah, yeah. Uh, rom-com bingo wrong person in the shower that's his her sister rose yep who um who is kooky we go she's kooky uh she's kooky? eccentric eccentric she's a bit odd i mean to be De- fair delightfully off if she I makes was, some breakfast, though. If I was offered, you know, silver dollar pancakes, break, <laughs> uh, uh, bacon, and grapefruit, I'd stick around for Fruit Loops as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, she didn't have any of those things. Yeah. We've, we've all been there. We've all offered people food that we've not had. Mm. Also, hello is a punchline. The 90s were a different time. Hello! It's Mike Myers that anything he says in that tone of voice is a punchline. That's why I love the man so much. Hey, yeah. look, I, too, care for Apple Jacks a great deal. Yeah. Love that you can't even find those in the UK. Where the hell are you guys getting Apple Jacks? Uh, American Sweet Shops. Amazon. Okay. The net. Cha, get the net. We've met Rose and now... Well, Char- now we're going to Alcatraz. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Park uh, Ranger Vicky. Where have I heard this guy's voice? John is Johnson. it everywhere? That's, that, that is the late, great Phil Harmon. He was on SNL. He was also Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. That's and the voice. I think you'll, uh, you might know me as Troy McClure. McClure. You may remember me from him. such movies as 
But um, did it, that's did Troy McClure. Damn it, I yeah. knew it. The decapitation of little Johnny Ledfoot at Alice's <laughs> Adventures Through the Windshield Glass. I'm here to talk to you about road safety. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. his voice, the whole time he was on screen, I was just like, who is this guy? See, Why this, have I heard him? This is what I said earlier on about the cast being absolutely fantastic because the people that pop up, they've been in loads of stuff later on as well and a lot of them were that almost kind of sat in the live alumni as well. So they're all funny in their own right. Uh, but a lot my, of the younger actors... Is a- SCTV for Harmon is yeah, SNL. But like the younger actors went on to more and more stuff as they got mm-hmm. older. So it's, it's like a really Sadly, good not so pr- much with Phil Harmon. No, actually. unfortunately not with, with Phil Harmon. Um, but I mean, he had an incredible run anyway. He had a great run before, but... he, was ta- before he was taken from us. Yeah, but so I yeah. love the fact that his name's uh, John Johnson. They call me Vicky. <laughs> they call me Vicky. Oh, Vicky's the best. <laughs> yeah, so this is a weird place to have a sincere conversation about relationships. Mm. I think it's one of those things is like we want to make it 100% clear this movie took place in San Francisco. I think it's like we, we have the rights. So like if we don't film a scene there, we're kind of dumb. Mm. So no, it was great. And, and, and also the story that Vicky tells about the inmates. Oh, it was a Machine Gun Kelly, wasn't it? Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Interesting side note. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, while he was in here, he had a, a thing called a prison bitch. And one yeah, day so anything bitch. about Harriet. <laughs> and then he just stares at him for like a full 30 seconds this movie has a really good use of silence i find Mm. which is unusual in sort of the movies of the past 20 years or so so i really appreciate that yeah so we go into a dating montage soundtrack heavy considering not very no no the soundtrack is really well chosen even if they didn't have a lot of rights Mm. but uh yeah, it sounded real good. I'd really... Uh, so... So dating montage, made up entirely of, like, B-real improvised scenes that they couldn't use from other scenes, I guarantee course. you, yes. right? There's even scenes of, like, clearly they're just cracking up because Mike said something, mm-hmm. right? And that's the scene. Exposition! It's not even exposition, it's just a <laughs> montage, right? There's nothing wrong with a montage, this is the 90s, after all. I mean, I, I miss a good montage, Right. I think a montage is an underused tool in the filmmaker's kit right now because the whole 90s, everyone was like, oh, yeah, you know what this needs? Three montages. Yeah, a lot of linear storytelling doesn't have them as much, but uh, quite a few coming of age and still um, training stories still have them. I mean, I guess any time you need to show a lot of time, a lot of time passing, not like a day. You don't do a montage for a day. I guess you could, but it's unusual. This is for like a month passes and you need to see the development in that month. Mm. So, so they 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 are moving forward in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the police guy's date doesn't understand how humor works. Hey, that's that's Depromessa. I know, yeah, yeah. But like the characters, like electrocution, that's uh, the funny thing. And I'm like, oh shit, uh, Bill, please. Thanks. I think I've, she just kills the joke I right do there. Like Harriet's I love it. one though. Um, you you go to your favorite restaurant, you order your favorite food. It's finally put in front of you. You haven't eaten all day, and then there's a there's a scabby band-aid. A scabby scabby band-aid. band-aid. Steak. Yeah, I'd still eat it. If if to be honest with you, not the band-aid. I take that out, but I'd still eat the burger or whatever. It Did is you not order a scabby band-aid specials? To be fair, going back um, to what Paul said at the start of this episode, a scabby band-aid burger sounds like something you would get in Shoreditch. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, we literally yeah, but, have. But it'd be a hip thing with kale. Yeah, we literally like... have a place called Dirty Burger. Yeah, which I will say is fabulous, and that's not a. They're not paying us. I just like their burgers. Fuck, I'm not going to be able but to. Dirty go there burger, if, dirty burger. If you're listening, Dan will have a t-shirt. I'll have a t-shirt. No, he'll have a burger. Fuck, they don't make t-shirts. They make burgers. It's the only thing they make. They Aww. make one thing. Not even fries. I think they or, might or, have fries or, or an onion ring. I don't think that uh, maybe I don't know. The only you thing can I get put there is onions burgers. and rings nowadays. 
Mate, the internet, technology. Ever since the internet is everything <laughs> suffer grabs. Mind blown. Yeah, but, so they uh, decide to walk in the rain. There and then Which uh, is lovely. But this is also leaning Charlie towards certain inklings. Yes. Because things are going too well. Charlie is uh, far, far too well. Charlie is one of those people that he breaks up with girls far too early because of a weird quirk, as we mentioned earlier, smelling like beef soup or <laughs> yeah. stealing his cat. Um <laughs> Also not helped by the sound design going like, we'll be together forever, 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 forever. Yeah, so they do that, and that's not, all right. And again, this is the title just earning its keep all over the place, because that in like a rom-com normal thing would just be like, oh, that's quite a sweet moment, a little overplayed, but that's a sweet moment. In this case, it's like, shit, that's really sinister. Or is it? I don't know. This is kind of great. So yeah. I'll be your girlfriend. So we proceed uh, straight on to the next square on our game of rom-com bingo. Meet the parents. I love this. Oh, it's brilliant. Do you link your own sausage? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's the bit preceding that is um, uh, Stu comes out the bathroom shooting in his braces up and goes, just goes to Harry. Hi, I'm Charlie's dad. And she just puts a Kung Fu, wrenches his arm behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I su- you surprised me. And he just goes like, yeah, I like this one. Hey, she's. I like your filly. I appreciate I like your the filly. level of violence you use against people you're not sure about, right? <laughs> That's the Scottish way. That is the Scottish way. No basic rollers tonight, but they're um, obviously out come the baby photos. Oh. And Charlie's embarrassed and decides to excuse himself to the bathroom. I'm just going to go to the washroom, okay? Uh, evidently, I've got a pickle up my ass. Have <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a pickle up your ass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some great back and forth between <laughs> Mike Myers and essentially himself. Yeah, like, they did that. They, they did cool. that with the the old the old school like like split screening idea. So yeah, film yeah. him talking to a marker, delivering his lines while somebody else delivered the return lines to him, and mm-hmm. then filmed it again with him on the other side. They still do that today. Yeah, and it's but it's just brilliantly interplayed with this. I, think, I I love the fact that he plays him and his dad, but mm-hmm. even though it's the same actor, and you can tell us the same actor, they're two very different people, as it were. Well, it's obvious uh, it's a transplant, isn't it? Because uh, Charlie was mostly raised in San Francisco yeah. and has always had what what is technically an American accent, even though he's Canadian. Even well, he's it's Canadian. no, it is a Canadian accent, but it's like it's a it's like a border accent. Right? Yeah, he's from Ontario, I think. Yeah. So, and um, with that, um, and his obviously his dad is came over from Scotland. Yeah. Like real life, Mike Myers. Well, no, uh, well, um, well, his dad's um, English, but um, his dad, sorry, his uh, Mike Myers' actual dad's English. Oh, sure, he's, yeah, he's Cockney. He was a Cockney because he used to use Cockney rhyming slang around his uh, son. Yes, and all the, the Scottish time. of the South. <laughs> no, it's just like the example. It's from the Gold Member features when he's talking about fat bastard yeah. yeah and he's just talking about um not getting along with things and when he was young he's like my dad would always tell me to go to run over the f- uh, frog and toad and get a pack of jockey whips which is mm. go over the road and get me some chips yeah. yeah but he's like your dad just told you to go over a frog and toad and get a whip That's the, yeah <laughs> you know the old apples and pears and other various yeah. fruits yeah. see so yeah, rom-com bingo couple awkwardly talking in the car yeah, yeah. But oh no no! But it's before that is um, he goes into the bathroom and sees the article oh, yes. about yeah. Mister X and realizes that um, which is the- our callback to the call to action to call the to actual action this time, which I think is a nice little twist on the formula. But he realizes that except for the Russian speaking one, the second one is the uh, martial, martial arts, arts expert from yeah. Atlantic City. Atlantic City, and um, the fact she screamed out Ralph, Ralph. in her sleep. 
Yeah, so uh, all of the pieces seem to be Slowing piecing together to this guy, and little, little red flags start going off in the back of his head over and over. Also, the thigh master is an inherently hilarious exercise <laughs> device. Good job, SFX department, for the cartoony, like, whoop, 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 sort of sound <laughs> that they had accompanying the, <laughs> right, that sort of thing. I loved that. I, I was laughing out loud, had to pause it for a minute. It was great. So, it was at, this, so at this point now in the movie... You're having a laugh. Yeah, I'm, a laugh. I'm laughing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't laughing for the first couple of scenes because I still didn't quite know yeah, what I was watching. Yeah, you're on uneven footing there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it's also really dry, especially for a Mike Myers production. It's super dry. I, There's no obvious laugh lines, I think, throughout. Maybe a few. There's a few, but that's what I really liked about his early stuff was because he used to love Monty Python. Mm. And he, he, he still does love, love Monty Python. He talks about that British mm. sense of humor is sometimes, like Basil Fawlty uh, in Fawlty Towers, the drier. And the slight sarcasm and the, mm. the 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 irony of it that some Americans don't get, like some mm. Americans think, you know, the the joke is literally the take my wife, please, ha ha, that kind of thing. Where whereas he, okay, Mister Dangerfield, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. hey, we're all gonna get laid. Um, whereas whereas he enjoys the British kind of sensibility mm. side of humor, it is dry, and I quite like that in this. I think movie. that's why I always liked his stuff. Yeah. Because I grew up on the, in Canada, like, I got the American Channel, sure, but I was always happiest watching Clive Anderson on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Evidently, I would go to school, like, aged eight or something, and the teacher would call up my mom and be like, so he's been saying things. And she's like, oh, my God, has he been swearing or something? No, he's not. He's not saying anything wrong. He's just really, like, sardonic and quite... Like, he's quite sarcastic and, like, looks for improv lines. Is he, like... Where's he getting this? And she's like, I don't know. But I do. Yeah, no. Whose line, who's line is it anyway? It's absolutely classic. Yeah, man. this is pre-Drew Carey too, so it was yeah. still funny. Yeah. Well, the UK. Yeah, yeah. I, we UK, got that yeah, in yeah. Canada because we got all the British stuff in, well, like, in the it, 90s. Actually, that was a bonding experience between me and my mom's boyfriend because I was playing Greg Proops' stand-up and he just we just started watching it together because he knows Greg Proop from Whose line, line is it anyway. So uh, rom-com bingo, trust issues intensify. Dun, dun. Charlie's watching it whilst do, uh, using the fire master is hearing that most deaths nowadays are through poison poison yeah and then Harriet is nice enough to make him a fruit smoothie mm. and they which looked delicious by the way if they you did. if you mute that scene and watch it again it's like it's oh yeah have a drink I'm like, oh no that's weird I'm sorry and she's like no have a drink what are you doing I just made you a drink right it's the most straightforward thing the music behind it makes it like have a drink, dear. Yeah. Have a Good drink. drink. It's how, delicious. And, and, and how she's like, oh, no! and how how she's talking and how it's spaced uh, yeah. broken up is very like, intense. In- incredible. Like there's some horror chops to whoever made this thing. It's and then great. Charlie excuses himself into the closet. A clear glass closet. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. I would have a clear He's glass closet. He's literally in a glass oh, case of emotion. And then every and then literally this the works entire, on levels. And at least the entire contents of an ox fam. <laughs> <laughs> Continue then completely I just, just descends on him. Yeah. I just imagined the happiest prop department in the world yeah. above there just pouring buckets of props onto him. It was, it's wonderful. One of the, one of my favorite now, I think. Uh, What'll spook of, him? What'll hurt him? Just fill the box full of it. Come on. It's right? mainly, it's mainly cuddly. To- if you look at yeah. it, it's yeah. mainly cuddly. Toys. Yeah. Cause they have to pour it onto an actor and it's not going to be crazy stuff. Are you high? Like he can't do it. Well. So. <laughs> uh, uh. They reconcile. Yeah. Have a bit of a cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So here we see the elusive wild Kramer. It's unusual to see one outside of its natural habitat. 
Normally, it's clinging onto the soft underbelly of the jerry whale. <laughs> feeding on the thin film of money on its skin. Before saying words you can't say in a comedy club. <laughs> yes. Yep. He fucked that good, didn't he? He, um, he was so good in that scene, actually. Like, I make great. fun... I yeah. make fun because it's fun to make fun of Kramer, but man, that was good. So Kramer, literally Kramer from Seinfeld shows up mm-hmm. in a scene with another guy who I don't recognize, but I think I recognize. He's been, he's been, in a, he's been, he's been in other Mike Myers films. He's yeah. the station manager in Wayne's world and stuff like that. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, but just before that, Charlie's at the, is he's at a, um, uh, newspaper. Yeah. Cause he's about to put, he's putting an advertisement. Yeah. In the this newspaper is where the wild his Kramer mom, appears. His, his mum and uh, dad's That's 30th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. yeah. This is where the wild Kramer appears. And um, obviously he also overhears that um, the body of Ralph, of uh, the, the uh, m- uh, Mrs. X Ralph. Mrs. X's, Mrs. X's Ralph, yeah, who's has been plumber. discovered. So let's not ruin the scene because, like, actually this is a yeah, no, 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 go, go. great scene. Uh, you know what? People who are listening to this, they've seen the movie, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, we, we hope oh, so. Oh, yeah, we hope so. Yeah. Because, I mean, what are you this doing listening a bit, to a, a full late. breakdown? I mean, this might be a little bit late, but, but warning, warning, we're we about to spoil everything. We're about to spoil, we are currently in the midst of spoiling, <laughs> um, so I married an axe murderer. Warning, warning, we, we spoil, spoil everything. everything. That was a very late time to say that, so if you have not yet been spoiled, there's actually some twists coming up, and none, nothing is obvious yet, which is kind of cool. There the is twist. a twist later. <laughs> But they twist super late. So at this yeah. point, we could we just went through some funny moments. We didn't spoil anything. We just went like, that was a funny bit. That's mm. really all we're talking about. So, like, there we. I don't think we need a spoiler warning yet, even. It's I weird. don't think you really need one with a over 20-year-old movie, but... But it's still nice to say mm. things in unison sometimes. Yeah. Well, also, it's just easier than, you know, filling it on Twitter in the morning. Yes. True story. Feel that one in the tweets. Yeah, so uh, rom-com bingo, fake breakup. Mm. Hey, Charlie is got too nervous. Far too nervous now. And has decided to um, cancel the relationship and is prepared to do his proper nail in the coffin of a relationship, which is the woman, woe man, woe man. man. Yeah, so it's an oddly effective beat poetry scene because he tells her to fuck off and she goes, why? Why? Give me a reason. And he's halfway to saying, because I think you're going to kill me. And he sort of goes, I think you're going to ki- leave me. You're going to cleave me. That's what you're going to do. You're going to cleave me. It's like, the answer to that is yes. That's exactly what he's afraid of. <laughs> he, she's going to cleave him in twain. That's what's going to happen. Considering the, what tools she has access to, that is completely legit. Yeah. I do. I do love that. Um that woman whoa man whoa man she was a thief yeah you gotta believe she stole my heart and my cat betty judy josie and those hot pussy cats it's just the yeah. fact that it goes on it's terrible terrible beat poetry yeah, it's but the, it's the last but it's, it's perfect for unlike it. other beat poetry which is good beat poetry evidently i want to be betty's barney jane get me off yeah, this, this crazy, crazy thing, thing called, called love, love. <laughs> no he asks it jane get me off this crazy thing called love, love? Oh my god, it's so bad. Again, it just this reminds me of the one in uh sorry to just break for a second, it just still reminds me of the one in uh Family Guy. I left my poems at home. <laughs> That's great. I just love that bit. I mean it does sound that way, doesn't it? It's not as good as the slam poetry in twenty two jump street, but let's move swiftly on with this movie. Uh, yeah, bonus points for a sincere beat poetry scene. I've legit never seen that. Like it, it came yeah. across as sincere and lovely. Which is great. 
But and, uh, rom-com bingo, I'll win her back with music. Yep. Well, that, that, that's what I mean. It's different. The only t- difference for this Woe Man version is he doesn't blow the candle out at the end, which, yeah. is to sig- which signifies the end of the relationship. Side note, his bandmates are really loyal. Mm. And, like, they show up on time. I can barely get musicians to show up on time when, it's, when they're paying for the studio time. It's crazy. <laughs> they're probably just living in the coffee shop. Yeah, maybe. Is that also where she lives, though? Because, like... Anyway, mm. like they go like, okay, so listen, I need you to take your double bass and your <laughs> drum kit and I need you to bring it onto the roof. Can you do that for See, me? That's why I enjoy playing the harmonica because if I'm ever in a band and I have to carry my instruments, I'm done. Well, that and a mic, yeah. No, yeah. somebody else will have one of those. Plus I can just blow really loudly. It's fine. That's sure. Heard. We've heard stories. And graffiti on um, urinary, urinary walls. I've not read any you of that. Them? You know what I meant. You're an idol. You're, You're an idol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yep. Um, then we get the uh, the this poem sucks. sucks. Yes, it does, Charlie. <laughs> yes, it does. But but they, that gets a smile out of her, going like, "I love this self aware idiot." Yeah. This is great. This we um they they reunite and then they go to dinner for uh, Charlie's parents' thirtieth anniversary. Not before. Rom-com, bingo, bath and candles. Oh, yes. Uh, Have you ever taken a bath with another human being? Once. It didn't go well. It is one of the most uncomfortable and very close And after a while, you're like, I actually do need to wash things. As sexy as this is... There's an extra body in here now. I don't have room. You don't have room. I do kind of want to wash myself. I mean, in that bathroom, that is that is. Well, you could do it in jacuzzi. our bathroom. And and ultimately, really, you've just got to ask your mother to leave. I mean, it's you know, it's just weird. Otherwise, anyway. Yes. So we're introduced to Ralph. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know whether the naked bit was improvised because he comes out in a towel and he's like, "This is Ralph. This is great. I'm going to hug you while toweling." And then when the towel falls down, everyone on set just starts cracking up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know whether this is improvised. I hope it was. It's just the delivery of, and I'm naked, aren't I? And I'm naked, aren't I? And there's yeah. like an uncomfortably close close up on him. But then there's also the far shot, which is what makes me <laughs> think that this has got to be improvised. Where like Ralph sort of reaches down and grabs a bit a handful of ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, again, Harriet is cracking the fuck up, right? Th- this is one of those moments where I'm like, not sure if improvised, but time, legit funny. Ralph was Sarah Connor. Who knew? The whole time. The whole time. The whole time Sarah Connor was Ralph. Yeah. That's <laughs> what she has to hide. Otherwise, the T1000 will get her. Yeah, so this looks, uh, this puts his mind at ease a bit. Then he's super happy to meet this person because he's like, oh, I was just being paranoid. This is great. This might work. This is, you know. This is the Ralph. This is the Ralph. This is yeah. all good. Like all of the things that have been built up, it's like, oh well, you know, one thing was coincidental. Maybe everything else is yeah. also coincidental. I but, mean, there's a know, lot of people. It's named the way stuff. my mind works. I look to push things, push women away. I've been looking at these things. Yeah. So you think, yeah, no, cool, that's all right. Yeah. And then we we get another scene with Stu just being Stu. Oh, it's brilliant. And it's just like everyone, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Shut up! Shut up! Happy, 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 happy anniversary. Shut up! Like yeah. beautiful, beautiful. I love that because I would also be like, "You're just singing the word happy over some, and over." Some of you are there, some of you weren't even born, <laughs> some of, and some, some of you are dead. <laughs> we are dead. 
But we got married 30 years ago and we've not agreed on anything since. <laughs> we said I do 30 years That's ago. That's why I just said and, I do 30 yeah, years yeah. ago and we've not agreed on anything since. <laughs> yeah, so uh, rom-com bingo, marriage proposal at a wedding anniversary. Yeah. But wait, she said, no, that's weird. Wait, oh, no, it's okay. Charlie's dad proposed a toast, and this is what convinced her. Mm. Yeah. She was convinced by a toast, which, eh, fair enough. I mean, she was on the fence anyway. She had a girl drunk enough, and she liked toast. To be fair, I've been convinced quite a bit by toast in the past. Mm, Sweet, buttery toast. Buttery toast. But then, of course, we um, skip forward. The next time I need to propose a toast, I'm just going to bring a a loaf of bread. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I propose a toast and lift up my loaf. I propose, <laughs> no, I propose some toast. I propose some toast. <laughs> it works. Uh, then we skip the whole um, uh, arranging a wedding and getting the dress. Yeah, right. Everything. So what you're going to have to do, girls, is you're going to have to hold on to the sword. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's going to be glowing. This one's not glowing. This slightly, the slightly, you have, do you know what I love about it? It's the slightly effete nature of you planning an imaginary weddings and fit. <laughs> In fictitious inside fiction movies, I think needs to become a bit. I think I, I want think to that's see what we're you doing plan here. the wedding between Bowser and Princess Peach. Well, you can oh have God. too much lava. Okay, you, you're a big scary dinosaur, man. You can have some lava. It's just the way he does it. I love it. It's got to be a Look, thing. Look, you can have as much lava as you want, but it costs per liter. I <laughs> see. Fucking brilliant, I man. I don't know we whether you it have it the in the gallon. budget. And these big bullets flying around, I don't know what you're trying to say, but penis envy. Those are my guests! <laughs> oh, yes, right, but, sorry. But like what you were saying is it's, it's got to have that obligatory time jump from... No. Sapient know. bullets, that's horrifying. Anyway, lava, lava, sapient bullets. Yeah, but um, then we're at the wedding. The wedding. Yeah. Everybody's in kilts. Everybody's, and, and the true... Except for the bride, time. who is in a lovely similar. long full dress, oh. yeah. So and the, looking like what the fuck? Looking like she's being yeah. like held <laughs> married against her will the entire time. Yeah, the idea. I guess we can go into that at the end because yeah. there's a reason that she looks like that, mm-hmm. and there's a reason that her character sort of changes a little bit and becomes a bit colder, a bit more uh, concerned, worried, afraid, distant. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so again, the film's use of silence is astoundingly good yeah. because there's a good couple of seconds there where there's not even any coughing. And then it's sort of, it's that thing where waiting you're, for her to say, I do. Yeah. You're waiting for her to say, I do, which she takes a little bit too long to say, but then there's sort of coughing and whatnot. Mm. But you know how you don't immediately become aware of coughing until there's a big old silence. Yeah. And suddenly everyone is mm-hmm. like, well, this is my time. Yep. <laughs> right? So. <laughs> but they get married. Also, is that Scotland the Beautiful at a wedding? Is that a normal thing to have at a wedding? I don't know Scottish weddings. You've been to more Scottish weddings than I have. It's the one that starts. That one, whatever. It, or is it? I don't know. It, it's a weird. It's the same thing where they, they play certain Irish songs at Irish weddings as well. It's to remind people of where you're from. Even oh, okay. if you're actually there, you've got to be reminded of where you're from. Okay. So yeah, Scotland the Beautiful, yes, it does get played a, a few Celtic weddings. So leopard skin bagpipes are pretty fucking baller. Yeah, it's fucking cool, yeah. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby, let me know. Also, props to Mike Myers for, like, he actually can sing... And he's having to not sing well. Yeah. It's bizarrely difficult to do if you're that Hmm? trained at singing. Because you're so, like, to get it deliberately off pitch, it's like, it's like asking someone to ride a bicycle backwards. You're like, I, I, but I've learned how to do this. What are you doing? Yeah. 
and he still occasionally like rests on a note that's perfect and you're like mm, not quite but this is the uh, the days before autotune where you could just pitch it out well there's a, there's a to. there's an english comedian as well called les dawson that used to play the piano mm-hmm. and he could he was classically trained sure but one of the one of his skits as it were was he'd come out in the tux and sit down in front of the piano and everything and he'd announce to the audience he was going to play a wonderful piece of classical music and he would uh. proceed to slaughter it <laughs> and it's you know it said you've got to be really really good to do something there's a specific badly. way that you mm. can slaughter it yeah that is funny but unfortunately there was a piper down as a piper down a, a piper, piper down, down. <laughs> that's Shut all we right. have a piper down i repeat a piper, piper down. a piper is down <laughs> right it's all right. right. He's just, just pissed. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's the great like... thing at the end of the wedding, which is one of our favorite lines. Uh, yeah. Let's get, get pissed. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've said it about other films before. I'll say it about this one. Um, also starring San Francisco's Skyline. Yep. yep that happens. It's a great, like, they got some great shots. I don't know if it was a stock company or something or whether they were just like, well, we have the helicopter. I know the intro, yeah. I know the intro stock for it. Well, I know the intro stock, but I mean, for, for some of the other stuff, yeah, they probably went, look, we're here. It looks beautiful. Why not get some of it on film? This is like pre-drone too. So they yeah. had to like rent a helicopter and put a camera in the helicopter, yeah. which is always kind of great. But Charlie and his friend and his tech friends have a chat and he's just like, I can't believe you were so worried. I mean, you know. And then she starts singing the song in six languages. She yes, starts singing only you in multiple languages, which is the, the signature piece of the Russian who, yeah, yeah. who died. At and they look the at first. each other like, how did you ever think this girl was a murderer? And they have this moment of looking at each other like, nah, nah, come on. Come, can't. Be, come on. That's too whatever. Like That's we know cool. that she speaks languages, whatever. Right? Well, the conversation they have at Al- at Alcatraz is like, you, "I'm sorry, I've not had the conversation. If you can sing only you, in f- we're not at that point <laughs> of our relationship yet. That we we've had the conversation. If you can sing only you in different languages, does she even know? Only the, I love that his objection was like. Does she even know how to sing only you? Yeah, that's a weird objection. And mm. he was right to call that out. Oh, yeah, completely. Hard. But yeah, uh, rom-com bingo, show of affection in a vehicle that nearly ends in disaster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite tropes. Yeah, so also the police captain now has a wildly different character yeah. <laughs> and starts yelling at him over and over, at the end of which uh, they he, he comes Cause, back cause Charlie in. Charlie got a phone call earlier saying that the, the, the Ralph, some, a woman had come forward to be the killer of Ralph. That's yeah. one of the reasons that she got, he got back with um, Harriet. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's revealed that that woman was crazy because she also killed Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Who else was it? Abraham Lincoln and... I can't remember. I can't remember. Julius Caesar. Oh, yeah. Julius Caesar. Yeah. She's a nutcase. Mm. A nutcase. <laughs> yeah, this is yelled by the formerly best boss in the world with the mug to prove it, man. Yeah. Right? Uh, and after he's done yelling at him and chewing out his guy, guy comes back in and says, that was great. Thank you. And I was like, man, you really don't think that uh, it was a little too much? No, no, no. I think it was great. Oh, okay. I think it gives him acting notes, yeah, like direction it's, it's notes on how he it? just comes just... back. Thank you for being the mean pol- uh, the, um, police chief. The assist- I it. it's, he's even better a manager than I thought because he had a, a subordinate who told him, I really prefer to be managed in this particular style. I wonder if you can do it. And he's like, I think I can try. Right. <laughs> like, I love this well, guy. That, that the, um, if the... you're management training, you should watch this movie and do what this man does. <laughs> The black lady cop who's on the desk, like the um, the uh, uniformed officer. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, that's Monique. That's the stand-up. That's yeah, the stand-up yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Cool. Monique, which was lovely to see, and very much skinnier. I've, I'm used to her with the flat, the short, yeah. hair, telling me about her vagina. She does go a lot about her vagina in her stand-up. Let's be fair. Uh, she's but bloody funny though. Oh, she's hilarious. We are entering our final act. So it turns out 
that she might actually be a murderer due mm-hmm. to previous scene. And uh, that's a weird twist to have happen this late. Yeah. Because, like, the, normally you twist sort of halfway through the second act. But this is this is a this is like super entering late. the third act. Yeah, but this isn't even a twist. It, it this isn't even the twist is the funny bit. Well, this is what this is what I like about the pacing of this movie as well is because it starts to build up of you know oh maybe maybe she's a you know maybe she's an axe murderer oh no it's just my brain is well, the way I treat you people oh look they got married everything's okay time for the honeymoon and then and as Paul said then this twist comes yeah. up and you're like whoa but this here's is the thing quite this late is... in the day for for doing this you know what I mean which. Brings me to my thing about this movie. It is not a rom-com, despite the bingo game. Yeah. This is a whodunit. Oh, This yeah. is a whodunit, but nothing's happened yet, right? And yeah. it's only a whodunit because the title is getting insane mileage yeah. in the story. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't I it? I have never seen a title of a movie have this much mileage. Never, mm-hmm. right? I cannot think of any other circumstance. But granted, I've not seen a lot of movies. This is thus the segment. But yeah. I'm I'm shocked and amazed, and I'm like, this is Shakespearean level of amazing. It's brilliant. Like, I don't mind saying, this is the kind of shit Shakespeare pulled in his dramas. I'm like, this is cool. I fucking, this is what brings me to the cinema. This is what mm. brings me to the movies. I love Particularly this. Particularly Romeo and Ethel, a pirate's daughter. <laughs> okay. What? Oh, have you not said, have you not? No. No. It's from Shakespeare in Love. No, I haven't. He's trying to write his greatest love story. Please don't add that time. to the one for Paul. Oh, no, don't. Really? Because it's actually bloody good. Is it actually good? It's actually, I really enjoy it. Okay. You, you've not seen... You, I've seen it, but I wouldn't say it's great. I liked it. Anyway. Anywho, moving... I said on. that I love The Room, so is, well, you can't really judge me. Ah, yeah. I mean, did you actually like it, or did you like it ironically? No, I generally love that movie. I love how bad it is. I love that movie for how terrible it is. I, I can watch it all the live long day, including the free sex scenes in 12 minutes. Hmm. So the pilot is far too relaxed. <laughs> the pilot is far too relaxed. Oh, that's actually brilliant. Oh, guy, we've, we've jumped ahead. Have we? Oh, All yes. Right. Um, yes. Charlie and that are on their way to, uh, on their honeymoon. They arrive to the a old beatnik um, hotel that was so Charlie gets there. Yeah. Um, what, in, on that drive, he has found out that, that, that on, on that drive, obviously, there's also a storm rolling in. Of course, there's a of storm, course, the rolling, storm rolling, rolling in. in. So... Um, which he's initially sh- is super hype about. Oh, yeah, because like, oh, cool. it's a nice story. Like, we can get all nice and no, cozy nice and by cuddly. the fire. Which, yeah. is, which ideally is nice. I can see why he's trying to be romantic and everything. But um, he's the as they all go to dinner and everything, and everything's happy, she, he noticed, Charlie is noticing that his, uh, Harriet's acting weird, like looking for um, uh, paracetamol or yeah. having a headache and stuff like that. Well, no, she does. It's, uh, well, aspirin, but also, yeah. which, by the way, never take for a headache. It's not what you need to take for a headache. Oh, I, 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 I'm aware of this. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, she goes like, is there a drugstore near here? I, 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 I need some aspirin. Yeah. As like, as an afterthought. Uh, who is that guy at the desk? Is he, was he in something else He's later? He's been in bits and pieces, but I'm not overly familiar with him at the top, off the top of my knob. It's, uh, anyway, I think something was familiar about him, like a younger or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, cool. So this is where like, the a bunch of these films, I, I guess, started off a bunch of these guys. Well, yeah, this is what I was saying. Is it's really, really cool that you look at you look at this cast and for for a lot of the younger actors in it. Yeah, it did start their um. Because yeah, you look at it now careers. and you're like, man, everyone's in this, and you're like, wait, they were nobody at the time. Yeah. So one of my favorite actresses is in this, and it's, uh, it's Debbie not Carrot Top. It's Patrick Bristow. You liar! I thought it was Carrot Top. No. Um, well, yeah. You so right. Um, one of my favorite actresses is Debbie. Uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce her surname, but uh, Mazar. And she was most recently in Happy as um, the crime boss's sister. Greg German is the concierge. He's, in a, he's been in a bunch yeah. of stuff. And she, oh, she okay, plays yeah. Susan. And this was like 
she plays Susan in this, so I married an axe murderer, mm. Debbie Mazar. But like she went on from this to lots and lots and lots of stuff. And as I was saying, like most recently she was in Happy. So cool. she's had a really, really good career. I think this was like only a second feature. Deborah Meza, yeah, she yeah. was, and she had a... Because she was in she's... Empire Records as well. So the pilot is far too relaxed. God <laughs> so you've damn. done this before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never at night. Never though. at night. That line, you're just like, what the fuck? That's the artificial horizon. It's better than the real horizon. It's better than the real horizon. Legitimately true. <laughs> Legitimately, because the problem in a plane with a horizon is like, I've flown small planes, the problem with looking at the horizon is oh, if you I aim your thing at the horizon, you're above the horizon. Yeah. So you're aiming down. It's the curvature of the Earth, kids. And for all you people out there who believe the Earth is flat, it's not. Hey, people around the globe believe that. Yeah, do. Say that slowly. slowly. God, that was the best tweet. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what I found funny about this is that it's a legit, like the pilot knows what he's talking about. But yeah. he's expressing it in a way that makes people panic. Oh, I, so I love it. That. I love that. Well, he's, he's a just... stand-up comedian. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's, he's one of his my favorite jokes of his is, um, I, sp- I poured Spartan Rover on my dog and no, now he's gone. That's Steve Wright. Steve Wright. Yeah, yeah, Steve yeah, Wright. yeah. So uh, we're back at the hotel and Harriet is creepily following her husband. Mm. And it, we know it's creepy because the music got all creepy. Yeah. That's the only reason we know it's creepy. Mm. With different music, that's like a, oh, I hope he comes back. Right. Yeah, you could play like some love, some some forlorn love lost music there, and it's like she's missing him, and it would be nice and sweet. But yeah, the the audio cues in this as well are brilliant. This is this whole scene, this whole section, the whole third act is all sound design. Oh, it's marvelous, it's all sound design, and I love it. I think this is a is a good case study for anybody who's interested in the effect of sound on cinema, which is sort of where where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's masterful in a lot of ways. Uh, so uh, they're in this weird place where. Evidently, in the dining room of the hotel, everybody is there getting married or on their anniversary, <laughs> and they insist on having everyone dance together. Yes. It's a weird... Like the guests. Like, here, you, guest, dance with this other guest. Go, please do it. Also, as you get this phone call that says, she's definitely Mrs. X and is going to murder you tonight, he goes, oh no, fuck! Uh... And then they get put in this chair, the the honeymoon chair, which they bring out, like... Uh, yeah, you know those mo- those old old like 1930s movies where it's like the cannibals were bringing people somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- those sort of like quite the racist. Of eyes, yeah, yeah, those sort of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they bring that out in like identical fucking shots, right? Yeah. And they it's like here, just sit in the creepy fucking chair and have like the crowd <laughs> of people escort you to your fucking. It's like that. I don't. Who stays here? This is a beat hotel. I, this look. Th- I, oh. Well, it, at the turn of the century, Beat Post used to f- go there, but it's a, I think it's one of those things. It's a, a, tra- a, a, a hotel with weird traditions. Yeah. And, yeah. and on your hi- if you're there for your, your honeymoon, honeymoon, it's going to be celebrated because yeah. everybody loves love. I Ugh. don't love love. But they make. I it, like my own love. I don't Char- like they, other people's love. They make love. their way up to the room. Charlie's trying to convince the, the concierge to join them for a drink. Yeah, just join us for a drink. <laughs> yeah, the 90s were a different time. Charlie rushes to the room, locks the door. Um, it's uh, the panic and the the panicking and he's worried and everything and then he sees a note on the desk no he doesn't yet because first Buddy has to commandeer a vehicle oh well he he needs to but it's like I'd I'd like to commandeer emphasis on the like I'd like to commandeer your vehicle I'm gonna commandeer this vehicle well I happen to know that you actually legally can't do that well you're allowed to ask you're allowed to ask no but please you're not you're really not gonna let me commandeer this vehicle 
And this is after a whole section where he's like, I've never commandeered a vehicle. I've never hung jumped off, out of a helicopter. I've never hung off that thing on the bottom of a helicopter. You know, you know the thing. Yeah, the feet. Yeah, the feet of the helicopter. <laughs> God, that guy's great. And uh, very kindly, I think, because he didn't have to, he gives the cop a ride, which is great. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Rose. Oh, um, yeah, basically, Charlie now discovers a note saying that he's leaving Harriet, not in his handwriting. Shockingly. Yeah, shock. Uh, and then it's revealed as an axe swings down to the phone that Rose is it, trying to kill Charlie. Yeah. And Rose is Mrs. X. Yeah. So, well, no, Mrs. X is the wife of whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. As in, she's the murderer. She's the murderer. Yeah, I got is it. The but, so technically, she is Mrs. Mrs. X. Oh, yeah. As the, yeah. So that's the the big misdirection in this is you start to think it is actually Harriet and it's not. No, Rose, who is Rose's sister, who's always worried about. This is the kooky one. What was yeah, the cereal the coo- and whatnot? Kooky, kooky, the kooky sister from earlier on who doesn't know, uh, who who has a thing for Apple Jacks. Yeah, so <laughs> she lives with her sister and she's uh, going to kill anybody who tries to break out of this sort of status quo that she's got because she knows that if her sister gets married, she's going to leave and that's yeah. going to change things mm-hmm. and she doesn't want things to change. So uh, her solution to this, quite cleverly, I think, is to kill people. That's simple. Keep it simple, simple and effective, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's worked so far. <laughs> but that's also also gives us why Harriet is so nervous to marry is because she's been married three times so before. And, and like every one of her husbands. Died. So she yeah. is super fucking on edge. Yeah, I would be as well. Rom-com, be, yeah. rom-com bingo. Communication could have solved this shit. <laughs> just, just have a conversation. You are engaged to be married. You're not going to say so... Oh, have you been married before? Like that—that that comes up on the paperwork and shit. Oh, by the way, yeah. Um, by the way, all times? of my husbands and die. All dead um, in mysterious circumstances. But it depends just how hot the woman. Mysterious circumstances. It would depend just how hot. To me, it would depend just how hot the woman is. Well, to you, obviously. Yeah. Hey guys, I have an idea. Let's not let the martial arts expert out of the cupboard. <laughs> let's also not leave through the door. Instead, let's leave through the window onto the roof. That's a much more dramatic option. Yeah. Always go for the dramatic option. Yeah. So Charlie's about to die, uh, but he won't break a window. Nope. Because the he's window's Canadian, closed. And they're very polite people. W- yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, so, also, also because it's someone's it's window, the man. Beat, it's the Beatnik Hotel. Oh yeah, he doesn't, really, want to just, yeah. doesn't want to destroy the landmark. Or maybe he's just like, "Well, I'm not going to break a window. I'm not a fucking animal." Also, you know, it's a dramatic end to a movie, so yeah, just, yeah. If that was me, I would have thrown one of you two through the window. But hey, it's uh, me. officer seen here irresponsibly discharging a firearm indoors. Obviously. He fires it straight up, and uh, That's Mike what, is one almost of the things there. he's always wanted to do. Yeah, fire a gun into the air. So he's just just checking stuff off his bucket list while he's putting the public in peril. Well, we've all been there. Yes. Uh, officer can't hear the obvious axe noises over his own internal monologue, which he's <laughs> clearly he's still been... convinced Harriet is Mrs. X. Yeah, and he's not listening to the yeah, fact but... she's telling him that his her sister is trying to kill Charlie on the roof while they're hearing yelps and th- and thumping on the roof. Well, He's got if, an if internal script. Screams, if I heard screams and a thump like and, and a repetitive thumping like noise in a hotel, I wouldn't bat so many eyelids. Yeah. From the roof? Hey, some sp- people like it free and easy out in the open. We're not here to judge. Oh, I am here to judge. Making, that is an unsafe way to do that. I can't be the only person at this table who's had sex on a roof, right? No, I've had sex on a roof. Yeah. On a 30 degree sloped roof? But mine was more of a 45 degree angle. Well, it does help. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. I mean, not my thing. You do have to take a run up, but still. <laughs> oh my god, Dan. Oh my god, you're going doctor. Uh, you're doctor. going to the special hell. Yeah, you're going to the special hell. Of course. The one with but, my name written but, on the door. Um, luckily, uh, surprisingly, Rumi. Charlie has managed to manages trip Rose off to the roof, and she's caught by Joe, yeah. and is then subsequently re- re- arrested. And then we hear the last beat poem of the movie, which ties up to Charlie performing a song for Harriet at the bar that we started. Yeah. The last gag, though, is the groin kick to a woman is a punchline. The 90s were a different time. They were a yes. very different time. Because she kicks him in the groin, and he kicks her back in the groin, and she sort of looks at him going, that, what? what? But that would still hurt. It would probably, it would probably still smart, but like maybe not the, from the him. The sea punt is definitely a thing. <laughs> It's a beautiful so yeah, we got a- flower. <laughs> Looks like somebody shot a gun off inside of you. Oh my god! <laughs> Love you, sir. <laughs> but so, that uh, is, that so is. you got the beat poetry finale, and, and then there she goes. There she goes again. Far yep. too much applause for what he just performed. I but d- it's the end of the Ka-ka! movie. It's, it's to give you, <laughs> it's to give you a you know triumphant feeling of somebody's yeah, trapped in the well. That is so I married an axe murderer. Yeah. So you can see why we like that as a cult film. I can see why you like that as a film, for Christ's cool, sake. Cool, like, man. That's a yeah, good that's the, movie. That's the thing. But it's, there's some people that watch that and go, I don't get it. But then there's other people, like me and Carl Bonded mm. over it. You talk to somebody and go, have you seen Sly Marion Axe Murderer? And they'll instantly either quote a line of dialogue at you or do an action that Mike Myers does, where other people just go, eh, nah. I, I mean, I admit be, the, first, uh, the first act had me a little, uh, is yeah. this funny? I don't know if it's funny yet. And it took me a second watch to be like, no, okay, does, I, I know yeah, what I'm watching now. It does now. find its groove in a second and a third watch. Yes. I attribute this movie to a, um, like a Johnny Cash song. It builds yeah. slowly. I could see people sort of not getting grabbed by it immediately. Oh, oh no, no, no. You, you, the, have to, you have to have at least 20 minutes of patience with yeah. this movie. Yeah, the opening is not strong. No. I don't think the opening is very strong. They throw a lot of information at you. The gags at the beginning are not terribly funny. The how are you dressed joke only sort of works. If you've previously set up the character straight-laced, otherwise it's just like, he's a weird dude. Yeah. Right? If that's your intro to the character, the gag in which he's unusually dressed for him. There was considerable rewrites on this. Yes, there was supposed to be, you were supposed to meet uh, Charlie at the, you were supposed to, Charlie was supposed to meet him at the police station and walk to. Oh, I see. That would have made more sense. I would have kept in. So you would have come out of the police station in that get up, but, um. But Even in that beginning montage, just have a shot of him walking out in the clothes. I can honestly tell you, gentlemen, this is definitely one of those movies that I recommend to people when, you know, people about the status, I've got nothing to watch. Could oh, you recommend anything? Definitely. I definitely. do often recommend I always this. say this one, yeah. But um, yeah, talking about the rewrites, just quickly, uh, mm. Mike Myers rewrote the majority of the script with a, with a friend of his from England uh, called Neil uh, Malarkey. Like, generally, his surname was Malarkey, which I love. Mm. Um, but he got no credit. Mm. Because uh, the other writer, whose name of Robbie Brookside, Robbie something, um, who who wrote this it's originally, it's not going to be Robbie Brookside. He, he's a British wrestler. He argued with um, the studio to keep his name in place, mm-hmm. so Neil Malarkey got no credit. But as Paul was saying, like the first part of it, that doesn't have a lot of Mike Myers influence in it. It's as I they see. kind of wrote it on the fly, so you can tell there's some bits that match. Well, I can definitely don't. tell the strongest bits of this movie are the bits where the director was able to slightly rein in Mike Myers yeah. and choose the right bits and give him just enough freedom to where they got something good, yeah. but not so much freedom that you end up in a Ghostbusters situation. Oh, God, no. Like, the fe- like that was a big problem where the director at some point should have said, 
okay, no, we're doing it my way. Do it this like way. we, I have a vision and we're going to do it. Not I have funny people, let them go. Because then if you've ever been in a room with more than one comedian at once, you know that jokes just keep going Ongoing, until they ongoing. sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I know. I've been in a room with him. Yeah. You mean we're comedians? Hello. We're pretty funny. I think so. I've done some stand up. It's funny. I've done stand up as well. It's funny that I think I'm funny. You I, are funny. So I, uh, I, have a, I have a tight five minutes. My uh, <laughs> my uh, my impression. I like this movie. I really did. I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, parts of it were dated. I didn't think the first act was particularly strong. I don't think it led with its uh, with its best foot forward. But acts two and three, it grabbed me in a way that it, uh, I really liked. I thought that it was super clever. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a whodunit. If you had told me that, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I, I, if we had told, if you, we that, told you, you that, you would have probably you'd have spent got the, the game. whole movie in a different. Yeah, movie. I sort of did in a way because occasionally I'd be like, "This is," w-. but he married an axe murderer, so he's going to marry someone, I think, or someone's going to marry someone. But At again, one point, that, that, I thought maybe as you like were saying, the length of the length of run mileage it gets yeah, out of that yeah, title. Yeah. Because I was, I was told, like, not necessarily it was a whodunit, but it's like a mystery kind of thing. When, when before I watched it first, and somebody went, oh, yeah, and watch out for his sister. Watch out for her sister. Oh, no, you don't, it, as soon as you see Rose, oh, you don't say that. Yeah, but as soon as you see Rose, like, oh, she's kooky, she's kooky. Oh, and yeah, she's probably going to be the thing. So let's just but quarantine the movie. Let's quarantine that as the, you don't mention anything about the oh, sister yeah, no. if you're doing your spoiler hygiene with someone who's never yeah. seen this. Wash your talk, guys. Mm. But um, one, of the, one of my favorite things about this as well is that it was, this was originally written for Chevy Chase. Uh, Chevy Chase, Martin Shaw. Sure. Woody Allen had a look at it and yeah. so did Albert Brooks. So can you imagine? It's very, it would have been a, I think it would have been a very different movie. I would think it would be actually less funny with Chevy Chase and not because Chevy Chase isn't funny now. No, he's not funny now. Well, he's not funny now, no. But I think it's a different kind of... Com- uh, you would have got a very different movie. Yeah, definitely. How did this movie do commercially, though? Not, not particularly great. well. It made its money back, but... Yeah. It, 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 but um, again, on, mixed, on mixed reviews, watches and mixed on re- a... Mixed reviews from critics. Hmm. Mixed reviews. It was one of, it's another one of these sort of big China situations yeah. where... Like for the first couple of years, nobody, and then it got a VHS thing. Or yeah, I was, was I was about to say yeah, it found those lovely three little letters that have saved so many cult movies. Uh, VHS. VHS. I haven't seen a lot then of like DVD, merchandise then for this. DVD then yeah. Blu-ray. Like, what would you even do for merchandise? Like the giant cup. Probably the know. giant cup. I think that's uh, yeah. that head dune on a t uh, Promotional haggis or just a picture of the, an orange um, on a toothpick. Food. That's round, our T-shirt. We're going to make that. Around the world, lo- yeah. Whatever the through around the world, whatever that logo is. Uh, the weekly news could do subtle stuff like I that. I would do. I would do on a T-shirt a flyer for for a Scottish martial arts club. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, right. yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And just like uh, you know those images of like the judo guy throwing somebody. Yeah. This would just be a guy with like um. No, same image, but with a kilt and a pint in his hand. Better than that, you remember the years and years ago, there was a Zidane thing where he headbutted a dude on the field? Yeah. And somebody made that into like Born him being a Super Saiyan. Saiyan? Yeah. That. Oh, that'd be brilliant. That's fuck you. No, for, for me, it'll have to be, um, it would be the Pentaveret. <laughs> the pictures that he mentions, and then, and then with, um, for Colonel Sanders, just a sticker over it saying, before he went tits up. Before so, he went tits so up. So if you'd like us to make one of those shirts for you, let us know and we'll make it happen. Yeah, I think there's us. only one last question we have to ask you. You've got two choices. Sure. And this is from, this is from the last episode for oh, okay. your next um, uh, one. This is the next one for Paul? Yes. Excellent. We can either go classic or quite modern. You can either choose uh, Howard d- the Duck or okay. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, um, 
both comic book movies, both set in the Marvel Universe, so there is a, at least a, an underlying theme. But because you said you haven't seen Ragnarok it will, you know, after our talk about the Grandmaster and mm. kept going about Jeff Goldblum, he only knows three things in this life. Um, <laughs> he and, only knows four things, one of which is that he knows those three things. Yes. He only knows five things, one of which is oh, that go, he knows no, no, those no, no, four let's things. Not, let's not open up that particular can of worms. And Howard the Duck, because you didn't realize it was a George Lucas-directed movie after Star Wars. I didn't realize there was a Howard the Duck. Yes. I don't know who this guy is. Howard the Duck is an anthropomorphized duck from the Marvel Universe. Oh. Which Dan owns his first appearance. Oh, I issue. do. Yeah. Oh, cool. Carl got it for me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a tough decision. Um, I've been meaning to watch Ragnarok for a while, but Howard the Duck sounds funny. We just did a comedy... We just did a comedy, and this is a guy. He, is it an anthropomorphized duck? I'm going to imagine it's, it's a. a it, it, let's just say Hen- Jim Henson was involved. Oh fuck! Now I want to watch a Henson picture. Damn it! This is a hard. Let's go with Ragnarok. We can do Ragnarok. Let's go Ragnarok, and we can do Howard the Duck another time. Marvelous. So yes, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore pop culture pod. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore pop culture pod. You can follow us Facebook Facebook at pod pop culture. You follow me on Twitter at Halfline1989. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Blues. Mm, Blues. And I'm not on Twitter. And don't follow Paul because he knows fuck you. Uh, but yeah, so um, <laughs> join us next week for our round of the news where I have a literally a title of a movie that make, will make Dan go, make me think that Dan wished really, really hard. See, I'm so intrigued because you know won't tell me. Just the title and the lead actor alone makes me think Dan has wished really, really hard. So I've been deliberately not looking at the news in case I spot what he's talking yeah. about. So when we do the next show... That's going to make a new show I might be I might be thicker than usual, kid, so enjoy that. <laughs> I might tell him beforehand, but to be honest with you, I'm excited for it. Like but Northern Gravy. Again, join us in two weeks when we sit down as Paul... The one for Paul will be Thor Ragnarok. I've been Dan. I've been Carl. I've been Paul. Peace. 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 I went to the baker's the other day. I was just going to buy a wasp. She says, we don't sell wasps. You've got one in your window. Are you recording this? Yes. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. What did you do with it?